I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. No uh, no Marcus this week, unfortunately. Hey, be Marcus dry. is dealing with a different kind of moisture right now. Blood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Specifically, to quote him, he is uh, 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 stuck at the blood place. Which, when I first read it, I assumed he meant like he was donating blood. But the more mm-hmm. I think about it, the more I'm like, what if that is just Marcus saying that he's just in some other dimension? Right. And he just didn't want to explain any more than that. It sounds like a thing that I would message you while playing Elden Ring or yeah. something like. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like like when they're making the game, that's like what one of the devs would call a certain place they're making. Like, oh, that's the that's the blood place, right? But really, it's called like the the unrequited river or something. Right. Yeah. Back in the days of Game Facts, before they had names for everything, it would be like we call this place the blood place. Here's what you're doing to get to the blood place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Marcus is, in, is stuck in the blood place, which may or may not be an alternate hell dimension. Yeah. And so here we are, just uh, me and you, chilling, doing yeah. our thing. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Thanksgiving week, I think, is a little slow for a lot of things. Not a lot really uh, happened that I was keeping up with. I think the World Cup's going on right now. That's a thing, I guess, that's going on yeah. in Qatar. I found out recently that Qatar only has um, like 88% of the population is is immigrants, uh, which is crazy to me. Can you imagine? That's just wild. Yeah, that's really, really crazy, honestly. Like most nations, would, I mean, of course, most of the people are there as slave labor uh, to build their arenas and everything. But even then, I think most countries would be afraid of that number of immigrants being in your country. Like, I don't know. It seems seems off to me. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where we've known for well over four or five years now that everything that Qatar was doing with the World Cup was being built with slave labor, and we're just kind of like, okay, just go anyway. And they don't, they don't care about LGBT rights. They don't care. They don't even let you like have alcohol unless you're in like a specific part. And I'm like, soccer and you know, football culture in general is built off of people just. Drinking together is such a weird place to decide to have the World Cup, except for when you realize how much money they have. Yeah, I think they. Who's that guy? He's like the he's like the Tom Brady of soccer, or I guess uh, football. Uh, you're talking about um, um, the handsome guy who uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. No, the Messi. British. No. Beckham. David Beckham, yes. He did like a promotion with Qatar, like a stopover in Qatar, like on, his, on a flight, shot this big, lavish, you know, uh, like production for them, like advertising it as a vacation spot or a tourist destination or whatever. And it was just like... Weird. People were mad that he sold out to Qatar, and I'm like, 
the dude's probably sold it to a lot of people, but Qatar is, is not a, a good number to be on that list for sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that's happening. I think America didn't we tie the UK or something? We tied the UK zero zero, and we have a game against Iran. And if we win that one, then we go to the the um, top sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Um, the thing is, we make fun of it, but in soccer, at least a zero zero game is pretty thrilling because nobody fucking is sitting down and waiting at any point in that game. You are moving your ass constantly. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of shit going on, and the field is so big. Yeah, it is. Isn't it bigger than a football field? Or am I misremembering that? You know what? Isn't it like I thought it was the same size, but it might not be. I can't remember. Because the funny thing about football, American football fields is it's what we use to describe how big something is. Right, yeah. Um, the size of a football field or whatever. It should, should be which 100, is 100 yards. yards. Okay, um, so it's the same size. And of course... Um, okay, so a soccer field is... This one gives me the dimensions. It's 136 by 93 yards. Which is a oh, weird... Okay. It sounds like a weird number, but that's 125 meters by 85 meters. Because they use... Okay meters in every place that takes soccer seriously so a little larger than a football a little larger field. than a american football field yes do you think that like it, where do they play football international football at in america then if you can't use an american football stadium you have a soccer field i imagine you gotta build a whole other ass place to play it in or maybe the the so maybe the football arenas expand, but they have like a little lock. You open them up and they expand a little bit to fit the soccer field. Maybe you should use smaller players. I don't think anyone's thought about that to make up the difference. We just use and then we would go to the World Cup and all of our players would be three feet tall. Well, that's when we replace them with the taller guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what a weird. Concept. interesting concept i gotta say hmm. oh i actually saw this is like a while back i'm not sure if this is recent news or anything anymore but you remember the remember the um oh god what's her name saudi arabia neom the line remember the that line somebody posted satellite photos of them beginning to build something out in the desert that is a big long ass line yeah these are clearing ground for it i think they're gonna build like the first story and mm. then they're gonna get bored and move away. <laughs> they're, 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 you know Minecraft what? Project. This is a very good idea, honestly. <laughs> this thing kind of sucks. I, these, these are the guys who said they were going to uh, bring back dinosaurs. Yeah. Like Park. Because that was a great idea in the movie. And also, like, carve, like, advertisements in the moon with a laser or something. It's just, like, the Can most, you imagine like, the hubris shit. to watch Jurassic Park and say, I think I could do it better. <laughs> I think if I did this, it actually wouldn't, this wouldn't happen. <laughs> guys, 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 what if we did Deep Blue Sea, but we get it right this time? Exactly. You know? <laughs> I love this, how many things are like, guys, this horrible sci-fi thing was invented to, to, to be a cautionary tale. What if we made it real, though? Yeah. And it always happens, like clockwork. Uh, there's an episode of of Star Trek where uh, uh, Deep Space Nine, where O'Brien like spends 25 years in prison, uh, but it turns out he was in a weird simulation once, like an hour of real time, and he gets out of his 25 year stint in an hour of prison, and like 
it destroys his life. The man's whole life is unraveled by the fact that this happened to him. Yeah. And I saw recently, people were like, oh yeah, can we do this in real life? Can we try a way to like compress time for prisoners to get that sentence? I'm like, no! No, it would be. That's like, there's that gag on Rick and Morty where they play that game called Roy where you just become this man and you live his whole life. And like, in the, in the show, Morty plays it for 67 years and then he just comes back into reality like a minute later. Oh my right. god, can you imagine what that would do to a human? <laughs> it's just like, guys, the sci-fi writer is trying to say, don't do this. It's a bad idea. Yeah. By the way, the episode of, of Zeke's Nice is, is very one, a good one to watch because it ends with O'Brien like literally putting a phaser in his mouth, going to kill himself, and gets talked down off the cliff, and the next episode, he's fine. Yeah. Went to therapy, I guess. Figured it out. So yeah, um... Just inventing terrible things we should not invent, I think. Yeah. This is a little on top of a little off topic. Have you ever seen the Hello, Mr. Kubrick video? I have not. Okay. So, you know, Stanley Kubrick is a famous director. He made yeah. 2001 A Space Odyssey, which made me think of this. There's this video from a long time ago um, of a guy who's in, like, He's in like a J.C. Penney like photo shoot area with a green screen and he's wearing like a greaser jacket and he, he made this video that was supposed to be an audition tape for Full Metal Jacket or whatever Kubrick's next movie was going to be. He wasn't very specific, but it just starts out with him saying it's like this dude who's like taking himself too seriously. He's like, hello, Mr. Kubrick. And he just he goes on and he like he starts saying something like he's like, you made 2001. It was such a good movie. And now you've just. You've like lost it. You should be making 2010, but you're working on other stuff. And he compares him to this other director who no one's ever heard of. He's like, this guy's much better than what you do, but I'm, I'm going to audition for your next movie and uh, maybe you'll be smart enough to cast me. And then he goes on and does the worst acting in the world. <laughs> he just does this insane monologue. I think the monologue is from, it's from, one of the, it's from some other war movie or some gangster movie, I think. And it just goes on and on and on, and the guy won't shut the fuck up, and it's horrible. Um, and people, this is—it's been like a low-level internet meme for a long time, and people have tried to find out who the guy was. Ended up, they found out he used like a fake name in the video, and then the guy ended up posting a video on YouTube saying that the whole thing was was a joke, and he was trying to go viral. But this is before things really went viral, so I think he's just trying to cover his ass in the modern day. But yeah. It was it's incredible. I'll, it's really hard to find these days, but I'll see if I can find the video. I'll send it over to you. Okay. So it's like if the Star Wars kid showed up and was like, that was all a joke. I was just being dumb on purpose. Yeah. Or if he sent that um, to George Lucas and being like, I could <laughs> be in the next movie, by the way. You know what the thing is, though? Lucas would probably cast him. Lucas would bring him in. Yeah. While I'm out here. Put him in the background. How would you like to play Anakin Skywalker, sir? <laughs> Perfect casting. Do it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Oh, have you watched Andor yet, Seth? No, I have not. Okay. There's Andor Discourse I need to bring out at some point, but only once you've seen it. Okay. I wanna, I'm planning to watch it uh, in the next uh, one to two business months. Okay. Business months, huh? Yeah. It's, okay. it's rough out here right now. The, the 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 Andor backlash has begun. I'll just say that. Really, in a weird way. That's yeah. very interesting yeah. because I've heard for the past twelve weeks, I've heard literally nothing but unmitigated praise. 
Yeah. So it's, I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard any of the backlash yet. So yeah, the angle they're taking is is a very dumb one. I'll just say that. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun to talk about this at some point. Um, I just find yeah, it so crazy I, that Disney gave Tony Gilroy a blank check. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know he had that kind of cachet. I mean, I I think that what happened really was they stopped paying attention and just didn't care what he was doing, and he did this. Yeah, uh, which is pretty. It's pretty good in a lot of ways. Um, just came out recently that Bob Chapek uh, got fired apparently because he lied to investors about Disney Plus and its sustainability. Yeah, by shuffling a lot of its costs onto subsidiary companies instead of Disney proper. Because he's. Uh bad at his job yeah and they had to, yeah. they had to bring fucking Iger out of retirement for like a third fourth time whatever so he can take unfreeze over unfreeze his ass from the yeah. cryo tube and I heard that his first big decision is that he wants to put decision making in the hands of the creatives rather than business guys and I'm like oh wow interesting yeah what a weird strategy that might be did you know that Disney came out with a movie just like last week called Strange, Strange World, World? No one knew a fucking thing about. No one. They didn't advertise it. No one knew about it. It got the lowest cinema score in Disney Pixar history, um, which, by the way, is only an a, a B because they've never made below an A minus before. Um, but yeah, just kind of came and went. No one cared. I went to see the new Knives Out movie on Sunday. I think I'm pretty sure that theater was much more packed than Strange World. So. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea until the, today the movie existed. Wow. I didn't know anything about it. Um, so yeah, just Disney making some weird decisions, I think, and that's probably remnants of Chapek's doing over there. I guess Iger might put the magic back into it for them anyways. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I just think it's like... is it, It's flabbergasting how much they've just fucked this thing up. Uh, you, mm. you were like, well, we can't we got to come up with something big, so let's go buy Star Wars and Marvel. And you somehow made both of them bad. Like, these days, most Star Wars, besides, I guess, Andor, you know, stuff like that, but most Star Wars stuff is horrible. The Marvel stuff is just, there's too much of it. It's not even that the Marvel, like, the Marvel stuff to me isn't even technically bad. Some of it is bad, and lately it's been a lot worse. But for me, I'm just like, I don't care to watch four movies and five TV shows a year about one thing. Yeah. It's like Magic the Gathering at this point. Marvel used to be a special thing. You got one, maybe two movies a year, and you want to see them. They were fun. And it's just too much. It's happening too often. And I, don't, I can't be asked to care anymore about all the new shit, you know? Yeah. And at first it was cool to have, like, oh, man, Nick Fury walks out and says, what's up, you know, at the end of, at the end of Iron Man, or the Avengers ends with them teasing Thanos. That was cool. But now it's just rote. That's just every fucking movie feeds into the next one. It's just and it's also the next film. It's kind of destroyed our brains because now mm. so many people are expecting that kind of ending if you're building a franchise, including the new Jeffrey Dahmer show. Oh my god! Where they do a Thanos ending with John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> I could. I, I haven't watched the show. I don't plan to. I never will. I could not believe someone posted the scene online to actually watch, and I was gobsmacked. This is what they chose to do. I. What do you because even say to that? These are okay. these are real people who had real right. victims and real families, and we're treating them. We're treating these horrible people 
as if they are like Marvel superheroes. It is insane. People like yeah, want or obsessed with dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. It's just insane. That's what gets me, man. They were like actual human beings were horribly, brutally murdered by these people, and we're making these glamorous fucking prestige projects about them, and then trying to like tie them into a fucking universe of what the American fucking serial, serial killer. killers is. John Wayne Gacy going to end? And he's there's going to somebody's going to pick up a puzzle, and it's going to be the Zodiac killer. Like is what it, is we're, we're going to see the, the BTK killer or some shit? The fuck are we doing right here? You know. Yeah. Because that's the thing, I don't, I don't like any of the serial killer stuff. Like the, the true true crime podcast, I don't like them. It doesn't matter to me because yeah. I, the world is full of enough horrible shit. If I want to see something that's horror or whatever, I'll watch a fantasy. I'll watch a fictional movie, you know, about a, a, a fake killer. I don't care. I don't want to see all this nonsense about the real people because that shit sucks. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Not for me. So yeah, I doesn't appeal to me and I think it's disrespectful at a certain point to to the people who actually died to turn their their death their stories into a fucking entertainment product you know yeah it's crazy it's absolutely insane so yeah I that was stupid and uh, generally just I mean I would say offensive I'm not generally offended by a lot of things but I mean I'm offended by the idea that you turned into this you know yeah to me, it's just it's just so offensive how little care is taken. Like, I mean, it's not like you can't make a thing about Jeffrey Dahmer and right glamorize it a little bit, but still be honest. But it was it was incredibly stupid to me that after the show came out, Ryan Murphy had to go on this press tour. Where he was like, "Oh no, we thought about the victims the entire time. This was a show to showcase that." I'm like, "No, it's not. You are an idiot." Who Netflix gave. Uh, let me see, uh, $1 trillion to, and now you just don't have to answer to anybody, and you feel bad anytime someone criticizes you. Mm. It's like, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, like, I'm of the opinion that, like, if you want to tell the story of Jeffrey Dahmer, which, first of all, fucking weird decision, but okay, I get it. It's for somebody. Have the fucking decency to make it a documentary. You know, don't do this dramatized version where you get an actor to come in and pretend to be Jeffrey Dahmer and everything. I don't know. I, I, this is this is me, a hot take, I guess, for me. But, like, I just would not make this about in the way I did. Like, make it, make a documentary. Make it interview real people that were connected or whatever, which was probably done to death. But just, like, I don't know. I, I can't see a respectful way to do what they did. You know? No. And it might just be that people on the internet are broken brain at this point and are like, like you said, dressing up as him, writing fan letters to people about Jeffrey Dahmer and stuff. It's like, motherfucker, eight people. Yeah, What's wrong with unspeakable you? Unspeakable things to other living, breathing human beings. And, and he prayed like, primarily on gay people too. Like, come on, guys, like get it together out here. Oh yeah, and that was that was another thing was that Netflix put the LGBTQ flag or tag on that show. And I was like, what are you thinking? This is not what we're looking for when it comes to LGBTQ stuff. And this is not on the creators of the show. I can't blame them for this. I, I can blame them for it existing for this to happen to, but whatever. I saw people on the internet who were like, I was really rooting for Jeffrey Dahmer and his, his boyfriend. I don't know why he killed him. That was crazy. I'm like, that's what really happened, you motherfucker! Yeah, you're not rooting for What are you rooting for? This is a real life thing that actually happened to someone. I just... They were like, yeah, his motivation. Or, I, he, he, shut up. Shut up. You, just go back yeah. to fucking... And that was another thing. 
this is the thing that actually blew my mind was when people criticized Netflix for the LGBTQ flag. Ryan Murphy said, not all gay stories have to be happy stories. <laughs> like, Are you crazy? That's not what the criticism is about. The absolute gall. I know. That, that, that is truly has me said by someone who has been given a blank check by Netflix to do and say whatever they want. Like, that's a thing that would be said, like, in an Eric Andre sketch. Yeah, that's, or like, something. something that they would say on, like, Veep or In the Loop or something that would be everyone would just have to do a bunch of PR crisis for. Jeffrey, it's not even a gay thing. It's not a gay story. He was a killer who murdered people. Yeah. Like, what's it got to this do with anything? This is a murder story. This is murder representation. It's just. Are you going to fucking show John Wayne Gacy show on kids programming or something? Because shit, because he murdered children? I don't understand. What's now the- that would be the big move. Because <laughs> Netflix has like that thing where you can do like just for kids or whatever. And they have the John yeah. Wayne Gacy season on there. God. This makes me so mad to think about that this is just where we're at. Yeah. Like, ugh. So yeah, I just, that was dumb. And just stupid shit people are doing. Like, um... Yeah, Kanye West apparently is going to try and run for president or something like Again, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this time, I guess, take it seriously, he says, or whatever. And he, he did an intro for Nick Fuentes' uh, show, who is a, just an open white supremacist, and Kanye West has to endorse him or whatever. Yeah, that's just a... Uh... Just a guy who's lost his way. I don't know. We've talked about it a couple times. It's just weird at this point. I don't know... I don't know. It's a weird, it's a very strange Lord, situation. How, how much lower can he sink? Where's the next bottom? You know, no clue. I feel, it <sighs> just feels so bad to see a guy who is undoubtedly a musical genius. Yeah, just descend to this. Yeah, you you really hate to see it. Because it's just enough. like. There's plenty of folks out there who are musical geniuses who don't, this doesn't happen to, you know, I'd say a few of them like self-destruct in public or whatever, but like, I don't know, Aretha Franklin didn't ever fucking endorse white supremacists or some shit. I think she lived a pretty normal life other than being a you know musical superstar. Yeah. Interesting pull. Interesting pull. But yeah, I'd say most people don't even do that. Don't have this cataclysmic of a self-destruction in their entire life. That's true. That's true. See, so yeah, yeah. what's going on with, with Kanye West? That's just just too bad. Just yeah, to see it. it's it's sad to see, but yeah, oh, it depresses me every time. But yeah, I digress. I will still happily listen anything up to up to and including uh my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Nice. After that, I get a little iffy on things that he made, but those albums are all great. Um, yeah, they're good. His current really good. situation notwithstanding. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I guess uh, we, should, we should address a little bit more of Elon Musk. What's going on with him? Yeah. I saw the other day that he just he just sort of like very cutely tweeted, I wonder what will be happening on the Earth 88 million years from now. Just blatantly referencing Nazi memes now, I guess. That's where we're at. Is that a Nazi thing? 88, yes. Oh. Um, Heil Hitler. Yeah. Interesting. Just the richest man on earth is just, you know, 
using the social media platform that he bought to just randomly tweet Nazi memes, I guess. That's yeah, thing. and he's saying things like, oh, you know, it takes a big person to admit their mistakes, and maybe one day I'll be given that opportunity, which is just completely full of himself. And then people are like, oh, well, if, if, if uh, Apple bans Twitter from the iPhone, are you going to make your own phone? And he was like, if I have to go that far, yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, no, I'm not buying a fucking Elon phone. If he gets enough money to buy Apple, I'll throw my iPhone in a fucking volcano. Like, um, I had that at work today. I had a, I was having a meeting, and pe- people at my work actually they they made a couple of jokes about how all the stuff went on with Elon was. So I wanted to test the water, so I was like, yeah, you know, I deleted Twitter the day he said he was gonna buy it. Like, I didn't even wait for him to have it. I went ahead and downloaded it in there really. And then I decided to go a little bit farther, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm never going to give that man a dime if I have a, if I have any uh, control over it." And they were pretty receptive to that. So right. I was like, "Good, we've we've got some discourse." And then I was like, "You work in tech too, so that's uh, exactly." And I was like, "Guess what? I've never liked the guy. I have been all my beliefs have been vindicated within the last year. Like I've just been completely proven right at all times because of him." Yeah, the first thing I ever heard about him. God, what was it? I guess technically it might have been SpaceX or Tesla. It was somewhere uh, around there for me too. But I think the first thing I actually really paid attention to him was the whole like people, the the, the kids trapped in the cave in Thailand. And yeah. His contribution, his contribution to that whole thing. Yeah, I just remember the inclusion of him in um, Iron Man Two because they're supposed to be oh. like, oh, here's the real life Tony Stark, and I'm like, if somebody calls this man the real life Tony Stark one more fucking time, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. The funny thing is, when he first showed up in the movie, I had never heard of him. I was like, who's this random guy that's being introduced? I don't understand. Yeah. I literally, I think I maybe have gone and looked to see if he was a character in Marvel. <laughs> to see if he was a comic book character I didn't know about. Um, no. And, uh... Oh, you didn't watch this, but in, in the show Star Trek Discovery, he gets a name drop. Have you ever seen that? No. Where, uh, uh, Jason... Isaac's character, uh, Captain Lorca, mentions him. The Wright brothers, Elon Musk, and Zephram Cochran, the guy who invented the hyperdrive in, in Star Trek. And it turns out that was not in the script. Uh, it recently just came out. We all thought that Elon Musk bought an inclusion into the Star Trek discovery. But no, he, Jason Isaacs improvised putting his name in there because he was hoping that Elon Musk would give him a Tesla. Wow. Jason Isaacs, you're you are in Harry Potter. You can't afford a car. <laughs> That's a problem, my man. You're in a Maybe lot a of free, stuff. If a free Tesla's different, Seth. That is, I guess that is technically true because then you didn't pay for something that's a piece of shit that's gonna fall apart in two years. And we all made fun of him for saying this. Uh, you know what, Seth? Are you cool with me giving you new spoilers for this show? You'll probably never watch. Of course. At the end of the season, it turns out that Captain Lorca is actually from the Mirror Universe, the evil uh, world where humans are uh, fa- fascists. And uh, now our headcanon is he said Elon Musk because he came from there. There we go. That's all we need. <laughs> and now, in which one of the universes is Stacey Abrams, the Galactic University president of the world? That's the far future of the, of the, the prime timeline. Okay, cool. Or I should say the Kelvin timeline created by the Star Trek 2009 movie. So I guess the secret is that Stacey Abrams needs to run for that rather than anything in Georgia. Because she's just just not going to win that, apparently. Mm -mm. No, it's time, Stacey, to move on up. Move on up to the Move on to the Galactic Federation of Planets. (laughs) Yes. 
At least see if you can become UN Secretary General. That's yeah. the idea. <laughs> Probably more doable than getting elected to the Georgia uh, governorship. That yeah. Happen. I guess um, it happens there. I guess there are politicians who kind of skip a step because they they just from a place where they're never going to get elected. So yeah, maybe, hey, maybe that's the goal. I don't know. It's like, it's like Pete Buttchug. He was never going to get elected to fucking president or governor of Indiana. I guess is where he's from. I think somewhere or Iowa, some state no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. Um, he's never going to do that. So get secretary of transportation or some shit, and then yeah, I don't know. Maybe come back become governor. Who fucking knows? Politics Who fucking is... cares about Pete Buttchug anymore? I know. So glad. There's oh, some names I'm just so glad I don't hear anymore. I did actually see a relevant thing about Pete Buttchug today. Hold on a second. Oh no. Vamp for vamp for a moment while I find this. Pete Buttchug. Remember when he he won one of the primaries, and it was all because of that like algorithm that they faked or whatever, and he was just like, "I won," and then he left. Mm. Okay, here it is. Okay. There is someone was like, "Hey, you'll never guess what book this is. That this is the opening, like, like I don't know, what it's called the the, the forescript to a prologue. book. Okay, forescript. Sort of. It says here, quote, everyone's own homeland is Kashmir to him. Afghan proverb. This is from Pete Butchug's book. His book, like his biography yes. or something. The guy who went to Afghanistan for clout. Yeah." Just for just for a little vacation, just includes that as the fucking foreword to his his book. Insane. The the gall. Just ab- yeah, the gall, the gall. So yeah, fuck beat Pete Butchug, fuck all those people. Yeah. And oh. real quick, oh go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Like, real quick, just to to talk about Georgia politics one more time. Mm. There is an interesting thing going on in Georgia, isn't it? Mm. Raphael Warnock was not able to get 50% of the vote against Herschel Walker, a man so brain damaged that he went on for about 10 minutes talking about vampires and werewolves in a recent speech. Yeah. So they're having a runoff this week. Um, I believe it's happening all of this week, right? Like there's there'll be a polls open all week. Um, yeah. How are you feeling about it? Do you think Herschel Walker is going to win? Dude, I don't know. It feels like somehow, if it's possible, they both might lose. I don't know if that's... <laughs> I don't know how that would happen, but it just seems like no one really wants to do this again. Nobody wants to have this debate. Herschel Walker might win just because Republicans do better in runoffs because there's more people, with more old folks, more free time to go vote. But uh, but I would say that from what I've seen, Warnock has more ground game. The place where I work is a public university, but they've been emailing us every single day, letting us know that the runoff's happening. Go vote. Be sure to vote. And I'm like, I know who you're in the tank for. I ain't got to tell me who you want us to vote for. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it just, I would. You think you know, public it, university it, is for Herschel or for Raphael Warnock? For Warnock. Okay. I was about to say, I didn't know how you, how you were leaning when you said that. No, okay. no, no, I feel like they, they're in the tank for Warnock. At this point, here's what I say. I would not be surprised if either one of them won. That's the thing. Or if somehow both of them lost. That would also be relevant to but me, I guess. It would be so crazy. How Will Herschel Walker be the most brain-damaged man in the Senate? I, in the Senate, yes. He, ha- he would have to be. Question. Well, that, that depends. Do you count Dianne Feinstein's <laughs> brain that is pudding? Probably damaged. Just by just time did that one. Yeah, maybe we don't count that one. Maybe... <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe that one's got its own story. Because she can't remember where she fucking is or what she's doing. So yeah. I don't know. Which I you mean, think would disqualify you for holding public office. Yeah. Yeah. And she currently won't say if she's going to run run again or not. Which I hope that's a no. Because god damn. Are you kidding me? Oh, fun fact from the recent election. Uh, Vermont elected its second Democratic senator in history. Really? It has had... Yes. Cool. The guy who was before that, um, whose name I should remember, but because he's, he's a big Batman fan, he was in The Dark Knight. Uh, he talked his way into being in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I know you're talking about. They have had more Whig senators than Democrats. Really? And Bernie Sanders is now the senior senator from Vermont. Okay. He was the junior to the other guy. That's crazy. <laughs> that dude was there longer than Bernie fucking Sanders. Um, You're Googling his name. I'm going to be yeah, so Patrick bad Lee. That, that, Leahy yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the senior senator from Vermont. That's amazing. He's just that Old much older hell. than... I know, right? It's crazy, man. So it's just weird political shit. But More yeah. Whig senators than Democrats is crazy to me. But yeah. I just... I just Every time I see anything Herschel Walker said, I just find it so yeah. funny that Raphael Warnock couldn't get 50% of the vote. <laughs> because here's the thing about Warnock. I'm not from Georgia. I don't even know what the fuck he does overall. But I think he's a pretty ineffectual politician. Mm. But he's... He seems to be as a, about as presentable as a person can be in Georgia as a Democrat. Mm. I think he checks all the boxes for the, the type of Democrat you could get in Georgia who would win. And he couldn't get 50% of the vote. That's just so funny. I mean, for me, it's the fact that I'm not going to vote for him. But the fact that he can, you know, form sentences and yeah. knows where he is. <laughs> I appreciate that. Those are kind of the baseline things I appreciate out of a, a person in a conversation in any any sort. He could walk forward and chew gum at the same time from what I've seen, which yeah. are things that Herschel Walker cannot do. So I don't really... He can pat his head and rub his stomach at the same time. I mean, I just... Yeah. Baseline normal stuff that you should be able to have at a politician, not a guy who... Rants and raves about being an FBI agent or some shit in yeah, the past. Yeah, a guy who played football and the helmets were soft. Right, I don't... It, but this is Georgia. It's Georgia. We love a football man over here. And the fact that he's a black conservative is very, very popular amongst white supremacists. Because they can point to yeah. him and be like, They'll be like hey, we're not racist. we can't be racist. There's no way. There's literally no way. I put it for a black guy. I yep. can't be racist. Yep. It doesn't matter that he's ruling constantly and uh, agrees with everything <laughs> I say. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I did see a pretty fire speech from uh, Warnock from back in two thousand and eight or so when he was talking about how um, uh, rich folks can't get into heaven, basically, and that uh, socialized healthcare is just something we should just have, it's just like a baseline thing that a country should should possess. Damn, buddy, where's all that at now? He walked it all back, just like a support for Palestine. Oh, that's rough. Which was pretty funny, actually, recently, talking about Andor. Tony Gilroy has been on a, a tear on an interview circuit talking about Andor and refuting a lot of bullshit people were asking him. They were like, so when you, is, is Andor, re- is, it, is it like ta- making a statement about the current war in the Ukraine? And, he, and Tony Gilroy is like, there's a lot of things this is in reference to, a lot of revolutions that have happened, a lot of conflicts that it calls back to. 
But I was sitting there going like, motherfucker, they shot it in 2020 fucking one. Yeah. What are you talking about right now? And then they were like, so is Mon Mothma a reference to Nancy Pelosi? And <laughs> saw that one. Legit, Seth. And his res- his response was like, basically, respectfully, fuck no. Yeah, respectfully, like, wh- where are you coming up with this shit? Out of your ass. <laughs> Holy fuck. How can you be this he stupid? Li- he literally compares um, uh, Andor to Stalin and um, in a good way, in a positive way, and another character you haven't seen yet to, to Trotsky. Uh, which is Amazing. which is pretty funny, because the show has a, an arc that references a bank robbery that took place uh, before the Russian Revolution uh, that Stalin masterminded. Because Stalin, Lenin loved Stalin because he brought him money. Um, Stalin was great at robbing banks and, and drumming up money for the Communist Party. Um, so Lenin loved that, obviously having having cash. And Tony Gilroy was just like, yeah, I've always wondered, like, where does the revolution get its money from in in Star Wars? And I wanted to tell a story about that, and so. You know, just cool shit I'm interested in. No yeah. fucking... As much as I love Jedi's and laser swords and the Force, it's cool to see a show where that doesn't happen at all. At all. At That's all. Cool. That's cool. That's what I've always wanted. I'm like... The more the older I get, the more I'm kind of like... I kind of just want, like, good... What kind of cool stories, you know? About people doing crazy shit. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, I want to see a story about regular people on the ground to, to do something crazy and but don't have special yeah. powers or chosen one bullshit. You know? yeah, none of them are named Skywalker. <laughs> Other people exist. Incredible. Dude, remember at the end of the of, of, of the, the rise of Skywalker when they imply that Lando Calrissian is the, that one black girl's dad? The only black person in the universe, yes. Other than Finn? Other than Finn, Lando Calrissian, and the other black girl whose name I don't remember. I am so surprised that they didn't try and say he was Finn's dad. I'm I'm really shocked. Once I heard he was coming back, I was like, are they going to do this? Is this going to be the thing? Um, yeah, I remember that movie vividly because it's so, so horrible. And another thing is, that's the, that's the thing. That's kind of why I'm interested in Andor so much is because the, the sequel trilogy just like lost the idea of scale. There's like a scene where they blow up like, 50,000 planets at one time. And it's like, okay, well, there's all those people out there. Their stories are just completely done. And mm-hmm. we just have to focus back on the Skywalkers. And then it's like, oh, Palpatine's alive and he has a thousand Star Destroyers that are manned. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are all these people coming from? How did he How did he sit here unknown, have a thousand Star Destroyers, which are famously the biggest things in the fucking world, of just above his head? How? Oh, and they, they also each have a gun that can blow up a planet like, Star, like the, yes. the, the uh, Death Star. Each one can blow up a planet, which means you have a thousand more planets. It's ridiculous. And then and then uh, a million ships suddenly show up out of nowhere, the the the, the fucking flotilla or something of the of the civilians to come fight. And I'm like yeah. and then he uses force lightning on all of them from the it's just like what are you doing right now? Yeah. It's like there's just I understand these movies have to be big. But there's like, you know, there's some tact that goes along with having that much scale. You gotta, yeah. you gotta use it wisely. Think about the end of Return of the Jedi, right? The the entire space battle is two regular sized fleets, maybe 30 ships total fighting one another. And the Emperor is just force lightning one dude. And it was yeah. incredible. And there were tiny little bear people killing folks on the planet's surface. I mean, and there's maybe 50 of those guys. So it's like... The scale, like you said, they lost the sense of it. It just it just got too big for no reason. Yeah. 
And that's, I think that's another thing that just stems from our culture. I know there's a lot of, a lot of shows and movies just have to like, they want to try and do the biggest thing possible as fast as possible. And then I'm like, but if you go back and you think about all the movies that you're trying to replicate, that he's inspired by, they took their time. They did the right, they, they just did everything correctly. Like, like I keep saying Jurassic Park, there's like 30 minutes in the movie where they're just talking about dinosaurs. It's awesome. They're just it talking. Rules. It's the best. And then, yeah, some dinosaurs attack. Who cares? That's, they made a whole good movie out of it. But now these days, this is just, you have to get to stuff so fast. Or the opposite, which is with some of these TV shows that come out now, where they just drag out what could be one episode into eight, and then something happens at the very end so that you'll watch the next season. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Get over yourself. A recent example I saw was the original Halloween, which is an hour and 28 minute long movie. Yeah. And the first hour of it. Jason, or not Jason, goddamn, I always do this. Michael kills nobody. Yep. It's just building the atmosphere, and it's so effective. When it when you get that first kill, it's amazing when it finally happens. And so, I just, you know, it's I want that, or I want a movie that goes balls to the wall like Malignant. Like, we are coming out of the fucking gates doing some crazy shit. Do one of the two, alright? Yeah. Figure it out. So, yeah. Uh, the new Star Wars stuff sucks, except for Andor. Andor and Rogue One are the only good things they've done. I think I haven't watched The Bad Batch yet. I'm going to watch that soon, I think, because I did like Clone Wars. That was a cool show. Yeah. But yeah, Obi-Wan sucked ass. Terrible. Mandalorian Season 1 was was pretty good. 2 was all right. They got a lot of Jedi stuff in there. Boba Fett, bleh, stinker. Terrible Has show. Has Ahsoka come out yet, or is it? Is that Ahsoka's just a thing, in Season 2. Thing, thing we oh, sorry, the, no, no, no. They haven't come out yet. Okay, I thought that was just a show we all made up a couple months ago. Okay. No, it's gonna be real. What happened to the 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 lady who was doing uh what was it called? Fa- Rogue Squadron? Patty Rogue Squadron. Jenkins doing Rogue yeah. Squadron. Uh that's essentially just it, now they've gotten to a point where they just announce movies so they can cancel them. And that was one that was one of the movies I think they announced, made a little trailer for, and was like, we're just gonna cancel it. Did Ryan Johnson's trilogy get canceled? Get canceled? Transled. Transled. Um, canceled. They've been very vague about it, but I think at this point we can pretty much assume that it is. And I think Ryan Johnson has found something he's much happier doing. Yeah. And I hope he just sticks to that because goddamn, the man can make mysteries out of his ass. Mm. Man, what I would love to see though is just give, give me a Ryan Johnson Star Wars detective movie. <laughs> Let me see that shit. Natasha Leon as the star. Just do the thing he's doing for Peacock, but in Star Wars. Mm. So, so I'm curious. Yes. Um, you went and saw Glass Onion, right? I how, went and saw Glass Onion. It fucking ruled. It was so good. There's one or two incredible gags in the movie. I think it's probably funnier than the first time I was out. I don't think it's better. I think the first time I was out is... It's one of those movies that I consider like a 10 out of 10 perfect movie. I, I've seen it mm-hmm. so many times. I watched it the night before I went and saw the new one. And it's just every single scene in that movie has something that I absolutely love. And maybe once I'll rewatch Glass Onion enough and pick those things up, it'll, it'll kind of have that same place. But, oh my god, it was good. Crowd fucking loved it. It should be in theaters longer than it was. It was crazy. That movie could have probably cleaned everywhere. up. Everywhere. Everywhere. It was in 700 theaters total. Um, it probably would have cleaned up $40, $50 million for Netflix if they would have put it in theaters uh, for longer. But they didn't. And now everyone else can watch it on December 23rd. The movies had kind of three releases. Tiff, a bunch of people saw it there, and a bunch of re- reviews came out. Then it came out in theaters, and then a month later, it's going to come out on Netflix. It's just, 
it's really weird, but when it comes to Netflix, everyone should watch it. It's so good, and I'm sorry you don't get to watch it on a big screen because there are some there are some gags that played so well with the crowd. Um, but yeah, everyone's got to watch this movie. It's so fucking good. So I have a question. I have two questions about the movie. Two. Um, one. Do they ever explain why he's in the pool in full clothing in the trailer? I don't know if they explain it, but you get, you you do see what happens before that. Yes. Okay. Two. I saw someone say it's the it's one of the most well timed releases ever because yes. of some relevant stuff in in the news. Do you agree with that statement? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And there's one line movie specifically that brought me fucking down because of how um, on the nose it was. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to watch it as soon as I can. Basically, yeah. it's great. I keep checking in hopes that it'll be in theater somehow here, but it's just never. It's not anywhere close to me. I had to drive like two hours to go see it. Yeah. Which friend of the podcast, Ben, did do. Yeah, I heard that. Did he also enjoy it, I assume? Oh, he loved it, yeah. Okay. I, I guess, I don't know what we're talking about at this point. Um, <laughs> recently, I finished the 2018 God of War game. Nice. And enjoyed the whole game. It was great. Heck yeah. It was surprising to me how short the game actually was and and when i first played it i stopped playing right after spoiler alert for a fucking four-year-old game now uh when kratos got the blades of chaos back uh, after he got back from hell and uh, revived his son i kind of fell off playing and i did not realize i was literally like maybe three hours from the end of the game if that yeah so yeah this is like an eight-hour game, possibly, if you just rush the story. Yeah, if you don't care about any of the side content, you can play through it pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a good game. I've been playing, slowly, I've been playing Ragnarok. I keep getting distracted by Soulstone Survivors. Um, mm. It's a good game. I'm, I'm really enjoying playing it, but... Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, God of War 2018 is a good game. There's a way more content in it than you would expect. I didn't. There's there's just so much side stuff, which wasn't really something I was used to in God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it does make you want to go back and play those old ones. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more going on than you would think in that game because the the other games were not you know particularly open worldy. I guess you would say, and this one allows you to do a lot of stuff. It's not really open world though. It's more guided. You know, around the lake. You know, there are areas you can go to and find. So it feels like you have more direction in that sense. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I The one thing I wanted from the game was I wanted more weapons, like in God of War 3. Yeah. I wanted to get more tools to use. So yeah, looking forward to playing the Rag- Ragnarok once I have enough money to buy it. Because it's a uh, game for $70 now. Games game are expensive. crazy expensive. Which just goes back to why indie games are just better. <coughs> yeah. I feel like I play them more throughout the year, and they're you know normally a one fifth of the price. What does Soul Survivors cost you, sir? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah. Oh, I'll say this: today Uh, was the day we've all been dreading. It was the release of Magic: The Gathering for 30th anniversary edition. One thousand dollars. Cold, hard American cash for four booster packs containing reprints of alpha cards with different backs. So they are not tournament legal. A thousand dollars. Sorry, eleven hundred dollars with sales tax and shipping 
for 45 cards that you can't use in tournaments. So who buys this? That's a great question, Seth. We don't know. I have not seen a single person in the community who was like, I can't wait to buy this. This is going to be great. Because the weird thing is, I've, um, I've met a bunch of Magic the Gathering players in my life. And none of them have an excessive amount of um, income, I would say. Mm. No offense, no offense to any of them. I'm not, think, I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad thing. I can only think of Brandon Sanderson and Post Malone when I think of people I know of who play and have a lot of money. So it's just so crazy to me that they're able to sell these things at such a high price. There are some whales out there who <clears throat> definitely buy a lot of product um thousands of dollars worth sure but generally you're 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 paying a thousand dollars or thirteen hundred dollars for three booster boxes like a case of cards like to gamble on and that's a better value than 45 fucking cards that are mostly bad that you can't use in tournaments the chances of you hitting a black lotus compared to getting one of the goddamn like pure lace or life lace or the lace fucking cards not good it's not good my friend oh you might get a dual land dope cool i it's not re it's not real okay here's the thing it's an nft there are no such there are no real magic cards let's go ahead and kill that part of your brain the cards exist in your mind, all right? You can take a fucking Dragon's Maze Planes and you can write Black Lotus on it and that still works. If everyone, if everyone at the table agrees, it is that, all right? There's nothing inherent to the cards that makes them what they are. So this is even more of a scam than a normal fucking magic card because it is priced inordinately to what it is, what it can do for you because it's a fucking proxy. It's not real. It's not, you can't play it in a tournament. So what are you doing here? Why are you buying this? They said 36 minutes after the, they started that it was no longer available. Now, they do not use the words sold out, which yeah. we think specifies something happened, that they did not sell as fast as they wanted to. Their Singapore storefront sold basically nine uh, that we could see out of 800 they had. Um, speculation is this thing failed. Hopefully it failed because if it succeeded, that's bad news for everybody. That's just, that's the gravy train to fuck town for AI who wants to play this game uh, officially. So we're hoping that it failed. You know what I think? <clears throat> you know what I think Magic the Gathering players need to do? What's up? They need to form a union. <laughs> they need to, not, not obviously not an official union of any sort. They need to be like, there needs to be a way for enough of the player base to be like, we are not going to be buying anything from Wizards of the Coast until they decide to change up their methods. Because it is, yeah. the more I've learned about it through you, the more I'm like, how is this game afloat? It seems like that might just happen incidentally as they price people out of, of playing it. That's and they true. said, this, this was their, when they asked them, like, hey guys, there's too much product. Can you slow down? Their response was, no, fuck you. And second, not every product is for every person. And I'm like, I have never heard a corporation ever say, buy less of our stuff. Yeah. And And it's funny because what they're saying is, what they're saying is obviously true. Not every product is every person. That's not, that doesn't mean anything. It's just weird that they're, that that's kind of the, the Ryan Murphy uh, path of criticism. It's just like, oh, well, this is happening. Guess it's just not for you then, broke bitch. And it's like, okay, 
well, you know, maybe maybe fuck you too. Because their their whole thing is, oh, well, if you're not a commander player, don't buy commander stuff. If you're not going to play in standard, don't buy standard cards or whatever. The problem is they mix things into these products to the point where you need to buy certain things to keep up with the meta of different stuff. Like there are cards in commander sets that are legal in vintage and legacy. Those people need. They had to buy the thing anyways. If you're playing Vintage and Legacy, though, don't worry. You're okay. You're doing fine with your $80,000 deck for le- for Vintage. Go home. But if you're a standard player or whatever, there's some cards you need to chase and other products. Or if you're a commander, you're buying everything. So it's just like, at a certain point, how much more blood can they get out of the stone? And I think we're going to find out before too long. Yeah. But like I said, the more I've learned from you, the more I'm just like... There, there's a breaking point somewhere in here. There has to be. And I was watching this guy. There's a guy on YouTube. I won't say his name. He's a, 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 a he, because I don't want to give him any fucking attention or whatever. Uh, but he, he views magic as an investment, uh, primarily. Um, let's say he invests in alpha stuff. How about that? Uh, for folks who know what I'm talking about, you'll know who I'm talking about. He was talking about the idea of like, there are so many secret layers and they're reprinting stuff and the value of the cards you have is going down. He said, what, in 10 years, will there be 6,000 secret layers out there? He's like, things are finite. There is a limit. And all I could hear in my head was the fucking International playing. I was like, hello, my friend. Meet yeah. Karl Marx. He has some words on finite growth. Hello, Mr. Kubrick. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Because uh, it's like, Dude, at the end of the day, it's a game. These are cards that are used to play a game. They are not dollars. They are not fiat currency by any stretch of the imagination. They only lose value because we all agreed that they lose value. And most people don't care about their value and think that they should, you know, all be a standard value. Yeah, like, they've even released research that says that their biggest player base knows fuck all about the larger point of the game. They go to the store, they buy some booster packs, they play them at their kitchen table with their friends. They have no idea about the meta or the larger debates or rules. They are totally disconnected from the enti- from, from everything about Magic that I consider to be the core of the experience. They said that something like 80% of their customers are that. So, at, the, at a certain point... What are those folks going to do if it gets too expensive for them, you know? I yeah. don't know. So, yeah. Uh, that's just been a whole a whole thing that's going on. And I guess I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll find out what the result of all this was. Yeah. Well, that's you, Seth. Anybody in your community's fucking things up real bad? Fumble in the bag? Hmm. Good question. How's Law doing these days? Law is weird because I'm obviously a person who follows the North American and European leagues the most. Um, and because Riot has decided to kind of, I don't know what the word, they've like shadow devalued League of Legends this past year because of just how bad we are as a, a nation at it. Um, so a lot of teams are having to spend a lot less money on their rosters. They can't have as many big players. But... At the same time, these instead of doing what everyone in North America wants these teams to do, which is find young North American players who are promising, put them on your teams, don't worry if they're immediately superstars, let them develop into superstars, let us develop our own play style, then go to international tournaments and see how we do. Um, no, now they're just now they're just importing 
Korean and European players who aren't as good as the ones they were importing before. So they're just like, we're still going to import these Korean and European players to our team. So they're just not going to be as good as they were before. So they basically just don't give a fuck about um, fostering our talent. There's players that are coming out of retirement to play for teams because they just can't find any good young players to play to play on these teams anymore. Because Or they refuse to have young players on teams. They want people who have a big name or are supposed to be really good. So it's just really depressing reading how many teams just don't seem to care about getting better at the game. Um, even though at this point the only way they're going to get more money is if we get much better at the game. So, yeah. It's pretty. It's it's really sad. And then the Korean and Chinese teams are just beefing the heck up with incredible talent and co- constantly developing young players who are just becoming insanely good. So, yeah. Ugh. It's really, it's really tragic. There's a genre of anime called isekai. You ever heard of this? Um, let me. I'm gonna go ahead and let you guess. The answer is no. no the answer is no. I, this is uh, becoming more common, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. it's you've heard, you know what it is because the idea is a person dies in in our world, wakes up in a different world, right? Like in a, in a video. Okay, game you did tell me about one of these. Yes. Yeah. And some of these shows, there are like hidden, like you're the main character has like access to like stat screens for people. Um, what if bio truths are real, Seth? And like Koreans have like a plus two to League of Legends, uh, <laughs> hidden in their genetic code somewhere. It's possible. It is possible. It is hilarious to me that the only game, the only genre of games that Americans can compete at at international levels are shooters. <laughs> it's just something a little morbid about that. Yeah. What about fighting games? We good at fighting games at the international level? We, we've got some decent fighting game players, but J- Japan still has, uh, yeah. depending on the game, I mean, some games just, there's some games that some countries just don't even play at all, and there's some games mm. that have, like Street Fighter, which is just international. Capcom has a lot of, or back when it was a game. Um, uh, Melee has some international stuff. Um, just recently, for the first time, a Japanese player has risen to the top of um, Super Smash Bros. Melee, so Really? Um, very interesting, yeah. And he plays Yoshi, a character who most people consider to not even be top top uh, eight or nine in the game. Um, so, yeah. That, that's that been exciting. Melee's been exciting as hell. While, while you ever think that like these people managed to, to get as far as they do because they've dismissed their choice for so long, knowing how to play against it when it comes up with a good strategy? It's it's definitely a factor. It's, it's not even that. It's mostly that... Um, 99% of the time when you're at a tournament and you're a top-level player, you're going to be playing against a Fox, a Falco, or a Marth. So you just, you just prepare so much for those characters that you it would be a disservice to yourself if you were... Unless you're at the top level where you know you can beat most players, it will be a disservice to try and prepare for like Yoshi or uh, Pikachu, even though both those characters have won major tournaments at this point. So it's kind of like in Magic when... People play a certain kind of deck, and then out of nowhere comes this fucking crazy deck no one's ever seen before. No one has prepared for it at all, and just smashes his way through a bunch of shit. Yeah. Because that happens. That happens a lot. There was a guy, maybe a year ago, who brought his own homemade brew that no one had ever seen before to a, a, a RCQ and won, and no one knew what the fuck to do against this guy, because he was playing Selesnia, and everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing playing Selesnia for? And he just kicked all their asses with it. Um, That's cool. So yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. I was going to say, um, so like Americans are, are, are mostly good at shooters. Yes. So that's, that's kind and of, we're not, thing. but the thing is we're still not even the best of those. The European teams are overall still better than us at those. 
Which games? Like, which ones are... Like, is it Counter-Strike? Counter-Strike Counter -Strike? and Valorant are the two mm. um, we compete in. There's, I mean, n we also are the best in the world at Call of Duty, but no other country cares about Call of Duty, so not really that It's kind of like America being the best country at American football. <laughs> yeah. It's like, good for you, but no one really gives a shit. Um, so, do you think that most League of Legends players are completely ignorant to the the the, the professional scene um yeah because considering how big the player base is yeah i would say that mm. probably only say probably less than 50 percent pay attention to the professional scene at that, at that level i'm starting i'm starting to think most player bases of things are like magic where the vast majority don't connect to the professional side of things at all or the or the super like try hard stuff you know like challenger up here i guess you would say of, of league of legends yeah. like I, i'll bet you most magic players couldn't even like name louis scott vargas or kai buddha or something like that like they wouldn't even know yeah they like, don't even the know those dragon ball z characters oh god who's the best league of legends player seth faker who faker faker okay i don't know i've heard of faker of course you so have. you would think probably most people have not heard of him i'd say league of legends i'd say that there there's probably more people have heard his name um, even if they don't, you know, follow professional, just because his name is kind of a shorthand for like, like sometimes if somebody kills you in lane, you're like, oh, who are you, Faker or something? Like, it's just he, his name is just a shorthand for playing really well. So I think people have at least heard his name, but yeah, I still would say mm. that most people probably um, wouldn't be able to be like, oh yeah, I know he's the mid laner for Team One or whatever. But like for sure, most Smash players don't know anything about like Hungry Box and shit. They probably no, have no, no clue. No, no. like. That is the absolute funniest game to see, like, people who don't know that you can play it at a high level play against someone who does. It happened oh, in yeah. college all the time. There would be guys who, I mean, we would all just be playing normal, having fun. One guy would walk in and he would just run the entire table. And people would be like, he oh. Would he basically shot everybody. Yeah, because they just would not even, they didn't even know you could do the stuff that, that they do. And that's just how it goes. I remember seeing that actually in person one time. We had a guy come along who could like wave dash and shit. And some folks learned from him how to do it. And things got a little degenerate for a while there around around the, the play group. But yeah, he absolutely destroyed everyone that we knew. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're right about that. Um, I think that's it, man. I think that's all I got. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I mean, if you talk about what we're doing already, I think, I guess, uh, I guess soon I'll I will hopefully this week try and start reading the Lost Metal because um, I want to get that yeah, book put away. I gotta get there too. Pretty soon, um, I have been playing uh, Proteus, which is a nice. very fun uh, old school boomer shooter. Having a lot of fun testing my my fucking aging reflexes against some of this shit and having a blast of time. The game, by the way, is fucking gorgeous. It looks so good. This, like, old-style pixel graphics with, the, with like, modern-day tech, it's just an absolutely gorgeous game. Nice. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing, Seth. What about, uh, nice. what about you? I've been playing... <clears throat> I've been playing Soulstone Survivors a lot. I've also been doing some runs of Into the Breach. I don't know, I just thought about that game, and I was like, let me try it. I didn't play any of the Anniversary Edition or the advanced edition stuff. So tried some of that out. It's fun. It's a good game. Um and I watched Glass Onion and it was great. And I'm glad nice. more people get to see it, but I'm sad it's not gonna be in theaters. <sighs> Me too, man. Me too. I will I would love to watch it on big screen, but I was denied the opportunity to do that by fucking Netflix. Yeah. 
All right. Well, this has been the Elenials Podcast. I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the stuff that I write about movies and television on indistinct-shatter.io. Our art is done by Marcus Barkley, who is usually here on the podcast and also does art for the podcast in general sometimes. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell, who has been a guest on the show before, especially our movie reviews, and he streams on Twitch at the Ben Powell and is currently playing God of War Ragnarok. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck the Wizards of the Coast. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans or New York, that's the Lingles Podcast, baby. We're out. Out.